Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello. It's episode six, the devil's episode. <laughs> so quick. We, they say this is the best episode, the devil episode. The devil episode is the best episode and the naughtiest. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to five episodes of uh, Bud Pod. Yeah, we presume. We presume at this point, yeah. Why uh, wouldn't you? Well, who'd start at six? Who'd start at six? Satanists, I guess. Satanists would want to start at six. Maybe um, maybe they sort of think, well, I'll, I'll dip in at six and it'll create a fun sense of mystery mm. if they back-reference anything like the Louis scale. Yeah. How many Louis are you at right now, Phil? Uh, well, before my coffee, I was at uh, three Louis. And after yeah. my coffee, I'm at eight. Whoa. Yeah, that's just what coffee can do. Don't even talk to me until <laughs> I've had my... Morning, Louis. Don't even measure my Louis till I've had my cup of Joe. Someone vaguely told me the other day that the phrase cup of Joe is racist. Really? Yes, and I have no way of figuring out if that's true or not. But cup they put the, they, they put the thought in my head. So I guess I can't say that. I don't know. I'll look it up in a bit. When I think Joe, I think a white guy. Maybe that's racist. Maybe you should be asking for a cup of a whiter name. Like... Tristan. <laughs> Cup of Tristan. Maybe Tristan. What's the whitest name? Tristan's pretty up there. Pierre's pretty white. Oh, Phil is pretty white. But Pierre, there could be all sorts of like, you know, French-speaking Africa. That's true. You know? You could be There's a, been a few Pierres from Côte around there. I could be from La Franca. I, I was talking to someone the other day who speaks French. Mm. And I have been taught at school to refer to, la, I think, La Francophonie, as in the Francophone. As in the French-speaking... Parts, parts of the world. Oh. So la francophonie. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, no, that's very, like, the tone of that word is quite colonial. Oh, really? But then the person telling me this was, like, quite a pretentious sort of art student at a university in London. But how much how much more sort of specific and... Uh, also, it's French, so if I can't say... Francophone la... just means you speak French. Yeah, but la francophonie would be, like, francophonia in English, uh, I guess. Okay. But I guess like... Uh, okay. uh, but maybe well, it's, it's calling a region, is it finding a region by... It's, well, everywhere in the world where they speak French mm. is, is, is what that means. I guess maybe they mean it was a bit like saying the empire. Mm. Like if you said, oh, do you, are you from the empire? That would be like a mad thing to say um, in a chat. <laughs> um, unless you were saying it, it was sort of a bit of irony in there, but the, the French don't have as much irony as we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's French. So if I can't say la francophonie, then I have to say... Les areas uh, du monde uh, qui uh, tous les gens parlent France, and then by then they've gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, what? eyes just glaze over and <laughs> walk into a bus. Yeah. They... Oh, sp- speaking of which, oh. also I got a bus here this morning. Oh yes. And a lady said, "Thank you, driver," from the top deck of the bus. Okay, now first of all, the top deck. Hold, hold. She screamed down the stairs. Thank you, driver. Thank you, driver. Hold your horses here. People who are listening in other parts of the UK, especially up north, might think, what's wrong with talking to the driver? That's a lovely thing to do. Wrongo, Pongo. This is London. Yeah. No one is happy. Shush. You don't talk to your family here. No one talks to anyone. You write it in chalk on the wall of the cave you live in, and you hope the right guy reads it. (laughs) So no one says thank you, driver, here, apart from the only place where people have said thank you, driver... I've ever been in London is the nicest bit of London. As in poshest? Yeah. Poshest, but also suburban. So not posh as in maybe I have um, dead sex workers in the bath. Okay. Poshest as in, Emily, Tristan, it's time to come in from clarinet lessons in the garden. Or whatever. Like Finish lovely. your cup of Tristan and... <laughs> <laughs> lovely. The lo- lovely, lovely... Sure. You know. Uh, the bit where it's like, somehow it's in London, but it still has a village pond. E- Right, right, right. Sure. Barnes. And they say, thank you, driver. They're like, thank you, driver. Do you say, thank you, driver? Never. No. <laughs> no. I'll do it if I'm up north and all the other people are, are saying it, because I don't want them to, to sniff me out. 
<laughs> Did I tell you once I, I, I got off a train in the north um, and the train driver looked out the window and waved me goodbye? <laughs> the train. <laughs> I, lo- I lost my mind. I just stood there mouth agape for five minutes. I couldn't believe what had happened. And so <laughs> was this, because we're, we're, both, we're both comedians, we, we hit the road sometimes. We hit the rails. We're old road dogs riding the rails on the road. And uh, road rails. And was this one of those places, those gigs up north, which we have both done, where you end up getting a one-carriage train? I got a one-carriage train to Lincoln. And was that the guy? Uh, no, this was a separate issue. It was a bigger train that he waved you from. Yeah, it was like, it was, it was a lady. It was a lady train <gasps> driver. Martin. Um, Reference to Adam and Joe, a woman. A woman. A woman. Thank you, Adam and Joe, and, for inspiring um, us. She, I got off the train and she looked out the window and she waved by and went doot and <laughs> chugged away. That is absolutely <laughs> mentaloid. That's insane. It was quite nice, I suppose. But so wait a minute. But hey. if she did that here, I'd, I'd think she was insane. You'd call the British Transport Police. Yeah, and they'd, they'd arrest her. They'd, the they'd say, Have you noticed anything out of the ordinary? Go, yes. <laughs> yes. The train lady waved me goodbye. <laughs> Someone tried to talk to me. Um, so hang on a minute. This woman on this goddamn bus, not only did she talk to the driver, she talked to the driver from the top deck. She shouted it down from yeah, the top of the bus. Yeah. But well, hang on. If she was at the top... Like through the floor. Because you're supposed to say thank you to the driver as you leave. Yeah. So she was just thanking the driver for letting her get on the bus. <sighs> or was she leaving or what? what I think heck? she was actually on the way down. Oh. But just saying thank you, driver, from the top. She, she was so grateful. She couldn't she wait for the 10 seconds of going down the stairs. She was... I often... Uh, uh, if, if Sometimes on London... You get trapped on the stairs, don't you? Mm. And you're weaving about as the bus goes around corners, and you're having to hold onto the stair railings. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to pretend you're on a ship in a storm. <laughs> <laughs> you could be on a pirate ship, going, "Whoa, God, what a stormy sea!" In That's your own head, of course, and out loud, "Thank, thank you, pirate driver," and say that. <laughs> thank you, captain. Thank you, matey. <laughs> thank you, matey. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, that's weird. Did you see this woman? Did you catch sight of her? A glimpse. You glimpsed her. She flashed away. She flashed, flashed down the. Yeah, she was. Completely... She was really grateful. Yeah. <laughs> to the driver. <laughs> Thank you, driver. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? If you think the driver would appreciate that quick flash from his customers or her customers or their customers? I reckon bus drivers get flashed a lot. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, actually... <laughs> they all switcheroo there. They might get a few dicks. How can you get a few dicks after, like, 1 a.m.? Like, the n- night bus must get a few. If you work nights in London, you're going to see some, some shaft. Yeah. That's just stats, mm. I'm afraid. Yeah. That's just part and parcel of being Rich, in a 24-hour city. Rich urban life. <laughs> Um, which is also the name of, um, I think we should start a fashion label. Rich Urban Life. Rich Urban they're, Life. That just has a gap on the crotch. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a sort crotchless. of... Crotchless. All, all our pieces are crotchless. We, they're crotchless because we presume that you're going to buy a cod piece from somewhere. Mm. That's your problem, though. We don't actually sell them. Right, okay, okay. Although, okay. to be fair, a, a, a sort of a black cod piece with Rich Urban Life written on it in white. <laughs> that sounds quite good. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Rich, oh, cool. rich urban life. I have a vision. A vision for this great island nation of ours. And not just one island like the big island where most of us live, but the little ones. The island with sheeps on and little m- weird murders happen. And the Northern Ireland, which is part of a different island, but it's so it's one of ours as well, even though it's attached with mud to another one. All the islands and that bit of the Caribbean. Here are all the islands we have. I have a vision that one day every human being in these islands is going to be treated as well as a middle-aged couple treat their annoying dog. Everyone will have a basket that's more expensive than a child's bed. Everyone will have high-quality duck meat that's been harvested by actual game hunters in an artisanal food, because if you go walking in the park, especially on Hampstead Heath, you know and know you want the dog to have good energy and eat natural food, not dry food. And then, and everyone will have toys that cost too much, considering that they're simpler than the very cheapest, low-quality child's toys from shops that have names that the guy who runs them made up 
before he'd fully learned English. Someday, that is my vision for this great nation of ours. Emails. Emails. We've been getting some emails from correspondents, uh, which we only get to a bit late because we're trying to do a time lag thing because Phil has to go to Australia. And he may be in Australia as you listen to this. As we speak. Uh, that's what the time lag well, is. Well, not, sp- not as we speak now, but as we speak when you hear it. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> well, I guess you're not an idiot because you live in the future and are therefore smarter than me. That's true. You know more than I do. Even the dumbest person alive today, Pierre. Yeah. Will- Tomorrow will be smarter than you are now. That's it. That's very, very true. Interesting, because they'll know things. I often think that about like uh, the 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 person in the UK now with like one of the worst lives lives better than the greatest Byzantine emperor. <laughs> because even the most powerful like Byzantine emperor, if he was like, "Oh, I've got a cut on my knee," they'd be like, "Well, it was nice knowing you." <laughs> yeah, Hopefully, the entire empire won't crumble because you died of a s- infected knee. Whereas even like a dum-dum who lives an absolute bum-bum life has antibiotics yeah, <laughs> through the NHS. You know, like they could just go get they medicine. They go to a Tesco Express and have any food in the world. Any food in the world. <laughs> also, like the, sh- the shittest bed now is better than the best bed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Carpet. Carpet. Anyway. <laughs> emails, emails, emails. And oh, for fans of my favorite podcast, all seven of you, uh, it's an old friend, an old fan, an old foe? No, fan uh, of my favorite podcast is now a new fan of us. Great. Philly Willy. It's Virginia Steppenwolf. Oh, yeah. I remember Virginia Steppenwolf. From, uh, in touch with on your podcast a lot. MFP, yeah. So she sent us quite, quite the email. Uh, she says, hello, P, and also P. No, nice. It's weird that she named me first. Well, she says, I won't say who is which P, so you both feel important. Oh, <gasps> it's like the round table. She gotcha. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. I've been enjoying all... T- uh, she says, oh, God, this, this is how long ago this will have been. I've been enjoying all two episodes. <laughs> okay. So, sorry for the delay. Uh, of your internet talking show so far, thank you for making it. It's our pleasure. Uh, I was just listening to your Budcast... Mm-hmm. But pod, but yeah, on my way to work, and I stopped at a very popular New England coffee shop to get a nitro cold brew. A popular New England coffee shop. Yes, like, New England is a place in America. Yeah, but I didn't. I can't think of any New England coffee shops. Oh, she's in New England. Yes. Oh, she's an American. I assume so. I see. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I stopped at a very popular New England coffee shop to get a nitro cold brew. Because regular coffee doesn't fuck me up enough. I also like that it's smoother, and they don't put ice in it. Fair dues. Uh, we all know restaurant ice contains poo. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, things everything ca- contains poo. There were, the, that um, story came out after M- McDonald's introduced all their touchscreens in the McDonald's. Oh, area. and there's always like there's a, always a small y- amount of fecal bacteria. Yeah, a report said there's a, every screen has a small amount of fecal bacteria. That's because th- the world has a, a small amount of fecal bacteria. Oh, it's everywhere. The world's covered. We, sh- we all shit all the time. Yeah, constantly. There's When I shake your hand... I'm I'm sharing some shit with you. Yeah, visibly. Yeah, <laughs> no, my hands are. You, you should have your hands. I should my hands. But there's that. There was a great David Mitchell column ages ago, which has always stuck in my head, where he says, "If that's true, then clearly it doesn't matter." Yeah. <laughs> so finding out that it's true doesn't actually change anything because it's been fine up till now. If anything, it's good news. Yes. You, you should be reading that story about McDonald's poo screens and going. I am impervious to poo. <laughs> I'm poo proof. I'm poo proof. <laughs> I've been poo-proofed. Anyway, she says. I assume it's a she given Virginia Steppenwolf. Anyway. I pulled up to the window, and the coffee shop lady repeats my order back to me. So uh, the order was a nitro cold brew. So she pulls up and says, a nitro cold brew. And the lady says, a nitro cold brew? She repeats my order back to me. I confirm it, and she makes a face, shudders, and goes, (laughs) as if I've just ordered a cup of steamy cat shit and asked her to baby bird it into my mouth. 
I didn't know what to do, so I just said, okay, thank you. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to do, so I just said, okay, thank you. Like I realized I'm some kind of depraved asshole and drove off. Why she didn't get the coffee? You just drove away. She went, okay, thank you, and just drove away. Because <laughs> the person went, Ugh. <laughs> something they sell. <laughs> Can I have a nitro cold brew? A nitro cold brew? A nitro cold brew. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. That's like, uh, okay, thank you is a funny thing to say at any kind of rejection. <laughs> Hey, do you want know, hey, to maybe get a drink sometime? Uh, no. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. And then run away. Okay, thank you. Like And like that noise of someone sprinting down the street. Like, Will you marry me? I, I no. Okay, thank you. Close the ring. <laughs> and then just into the distance, like that noise of like trainer on pavement. <laughs> just never see him again. Um, so, have either of you ever ordered something seemingly innocuous, only to be met with a disgusted reaction uh, by the person you've ordered it from? Mm. What gives them the idea that making me <laughs> sorry, what gives them the idea that making me feel like a poop drinker is going to co- make me come back and continue to patronize their establishment? I doubt they even care. Frowning face. I once that did happen. T- I once asked for when I started university. At the college bar, uh-huh. I asked the barman, who was a bit of a dickhead, really. Mm-hmm. He couldn't quite m- manage the separation between being a pal, everyone's pal, and being in charge. A, a member of staff. Uh, yeah. And he and I ordered a Guinness and Black. Oh yeah, yeah. Guinness and Black currant syrup. Yeah. And he said, Guinness and Black. Ugh, don't ruin a Guinness. Really. And then I said, all right, I'll just have an old Guinness. And, he, and then he said, come on, stick by your guns. <laughs> I was just like, well, you know what? I'm not going to drink anymore then. I just won't drink now. Because I can't then do anything right. Yeah. This is before I learned to stand up for myself. But, but, but also it's like, I didn't come here to, be, to purchase drinks from the Riddler. I didn't come here to be taught a life lesson through your stupid fucking comments on things. But it was like, it was sort of toxic masculinity in both possible forms. First, yeah. making fun of me for wanting fruit in my drink, and then making fun of me for not being man enough to demand that I have fruit in my drink. Yeah. So they were like, well, don't take the tutu off. <laughs> Just because I told you to. Yeah. Your tutu wearing. That's, that's the ultimate. Daisy. Bu- that Daisy. That's the ultimate bullying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice nice dress, nerd. Well, what happened to your dress, nerd? You stopped wearing your dress just because someone told you to? You fucking nerd? People, people like that need a slap in the face. You see, my first instinct was to solve the problem with violence, and that is what we're talking about. He was fired eventually, so. All right. That's fine. Was it to do with drinks or just? He just was, in general, not being professional, I think. Yeah. He sounds unpleasant. Mm. Um... Uh, addendum. Yeah. Addendum. 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 What do you call me? And <laughs> he was a bit of a dum-dum, I see. He was a bit of a dum-dum. Uh, also, she, uh, the, oh, the, this a bit is more email. Continue, continuing, yeah. Also, I was outside uh, at my dad's house the other day, which is generally a mistake in Florida. Florida now? Oh, yeah. no, we're in New England. Oh, but the parents live in, um, American parents live in Florida. All they? Americans, after a certain age, the jewel in their palm starts to glow, <laughs> and they have to move to Florida. I've learned that from sitcoms and movies. Also, I was at my dad's house the other day, which is generally a mistake in Florida, and a hawk swooped down and ripped my hair from its elastic. Sugar eagle. Yeah. (gasps) Hair hawk. Hair hawk. (laughs) Right, I'm doing that. Hair hawk. Hair hawk. I think it thought my hair was a squirrel perched on top of my head or something. I've attached a photo of the actual bird below for reference. And there is a photo. Uh, well, a photo she took? Yeah, of the, of the hawk. Let me see. It's uh, on the eve. On the eve, or, 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 or what do we call it? Oh, the, there it is, it's, yeah. It's, it's perched on the guttering. There, there we go. It's a bird. Well, good, thanks, Virginia, for the photo. It's a lovely hawk. Um, imagine just having a hawk on your house. A house hawk. Uh, two things I've never seen in London are hawks and drive throughs So I feel pretty good about this upcoming visit. 
Right, it's okay. Up. She's going to avoid the two sources of yeah. And there are there are drive-throughs, but certainly not for coffee shops. There is one on the motorway. You are telling me a big lie. Yeah, there's one Starbucks drive-through <gasps> on the M three. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. M one maybe. Yeah, there's a drive-through, and it feels ever so exotic and American. Yeah, to get a coffee through through a little driving portal. But yeah, I think there's maybe two drive-throughs in the whole of the UK. We like to sit down. We have drive-through McDonald's. Also, our, our cars aren't big and comfortable enough to want to eat in. Yeah, we we didn't we don't want to drive a smaller house around. <laughs> That's the difference between us and the Americans. Um, uh, and then uh, and then uh, she says, Pierre, I haven't bought tickets for your show yet because I'm not sure where to sit. It would be weird to sit up front, right? I also want a good seat. What do I do? Bye, Viva Virginia. Well, it wouldn't be weird because I presume you don't know what Virginia looks like. No, I mean I, I can tell now she has hair, or she did uh-huh. before the hawk took it. Well, well, now you'll recognize her as the gal with a, a patch of hair missing, covered in hawk. Damage. Hawk damage. Um, Thanks for the email, Virginia. Thank you for the email. Sit wherever you like, really. Um, yeah. You say you want a good seat, but it's not like... It's, it, it, there aren't, like, visual effects. No. So, like, probably just in the middle of the room is best, so you're close enough to see facial expression, and that's about it, really. It's stand-up, so it's not like CGI's happening. No, and you're a pretty big guy. You're quite. You're visible from I, a distance. I, I got a big face. Mm-hmm. I got a big face. Oh, you got a big face. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was very good. Thank you for your email. Thanks, um, I don't know if I've ordered something and, and someone's been revolted. Really? I'm not sure. I think I've I've ordered something and people I am with have made a face. <laughs> like what? Um, like uh, if you're with someone who's very sort of sensitive about, I don't know, food orders or climate change or something, and you say, I'd like a coal-powered steak from space. Or whatever, <laughs> my favorite feel, my favorite food. Um, then they're like, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, whatever. Have I ever ordered something and the actual person selling it? I um, I get a bit sick of the skepticism with which people treat me when I order a black coffee. Really? Well, because they not see you as like a real coffee fan. A real coffee fan, and I'm probably not. To be honest, I'm a bit of a, a, a coffee cretin. Uh, but an americano is a black coffee. Yes. So uh, every time, but like because not enough people know that. See, if the logical fallacy police could also do this, not enough people know that a black coffee, an Americano, is a, inherently a black coffee. Mm-hmm. Like you don't say a black Americano the same way you don't say a four-sided square. It has to sure. have four sides, or it's not a square. So you go, I don't have an Americano, please, uh, with milk. No, <laughs> no. But I feel sympathy for the barista because the only reason they're asking me that is because of how many fucking stupid customers there are. Who go, I'd like an Americano, please. And they go, okay, here you go. And they go, can I have some milk? Go, well, don't fucking order that. I'm, I'm that guy every I, time. I, your influence on the world is a baleful sin. That's what, I, that's what I would say. Well, what does it cost you? A second of saying no. Well, then why do words mean anything? Why don't I just go up and go, I have a chair, please. And Come go, on. <laughs> this is a logic, I wish that there was a logical fallacy policeman I'll, here I'll, now, I'll, actually. <laughs> yeah, this that, is, was, that was reductio ad absurdum. To be exactly. Clear. But nevertheless, the point does stand. We just go like, like, why don't we just have words where like, words have to retain some kind of meaning beyond beyond just what people reckon they they mean. But when you say Americano and someone presumes that it could have milk in it, the word Americano is still maintaining the vast majority of its meaning because it is still a coffee with water. Now we're getting into majority of meanings. We're dividing up meanings now. Well, I guess so. I mean... That's I'm like just saying, saying pick your battles. Like, I'm just saying like, pick your battles. That's I like feel... saying, look, <laughs> that's like saying, look, the whole pizza didn't have poo on it. The majority of the meaning of the word pizza was preserved. Before <laughs> I put a little bit. You're ad absurdiming a, a again. Poo, a poo on the crust. You're, you're, you're an absurdist. An you're a absurd. classic absurdist. This is absurd. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing to stand up during an absurdist play? And go, this is absurd. <laughs> and then sitting, and sitting back down. And then and starting to clap. <laughs> 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 this is absurd. Bravo. More, more. <laughs> the latest comedy hour from uh, funny man Jim Balbins. Have you ever noticed that I'm dumb? <laughs>
circles are squares. And then he turned around to me and said, that's not my bicycle, that's your wife. Why is everyone drinking lattes? It's like, why don't you just pour milk in your mouth and eat the beans? So I was in this Uber, right? And he turns around to me and says, this isn't an Uber. I'm kidnapping you. You're, you're, you're the victim of an abduction. I'm gonna hold you hostage and I'm gonna, I'm gonna demand your family pay me $500,000 for your release. And I'm like, <laughs> you're getting one star. This autumn, the comedy sensation that is taking over the planet like a plague. Quite literally, people are getting sick when they watch this special. People vomiting in, their, in front of their screens. But watch it, it's funny. And then my girlfriend goes, you know, uh, could you not? And I'm like, yeah, all right, fair enough. I put you through a lot, actually. Jim Bulbins, the man of the hour, coming on your face, oh, Jim. Uh, and then we just get um, a message from uh, from C. Lawson. Hello, okay. C. Lawson. Uh, hi, PNP. Postage and packaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you please do more skits with the man who was stuck in Ikea that had me in stitches? It's <laughs> not a man, though. <laughs> it's Marjorie. Marjorie. Marjorie is nominally an old lady, but she's bigger than gender, really. Or sex. Yeah, she sort of transcends gender. Marjorie is as old as the universe, really. She's always been with us, and she'll, she's sort of, well, she can't die. She lives in many different she dimensions at once. She was here we were born, and she'll be here after we die. And yeah. Alpha and Omega and Marjorie. She's just energy that changes forms. Yeah, she's a sentient gas for most of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh man, my hangover last, yesterday was so bad. There's definitely bad. some sentient gas. <laughs> you were creating life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not, 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 not happy lives. But we, because your hangover was the same reason for my hangover, which is that you had a, a lovely dinner party. Lovely dinner party. Because we're at that age now. Yeah, I, I, I just love drinking. Wine <laughs> with friends in a sort of bacchanalians situation. Friend, f- fans of um, the 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 oh god, off menu, off menu podcast. James will will we'll know that you are a wine boy. Wine boy. I mean, right now I feel like I never want to drink wine ever again. But I'll be was fine it, in a couple of days. Was it that days. bad? Yeah, it just it just made me very sad. The uh, hangover yesterday. Really? Yeah. Because I and I vomited in the toilet. No, I did. No. And then I forgot. What? Um, Wait, when did you vomit in the toilet? The after you all went home. Really? I went to bed. And I went to bed and went, oh, God. And, and you know when you're, you're drunken, but you suddenly, you feel so sick, you suddenly become very competent at getting to the toilet in time? Yes, yeah. Your, your, your fun, drunken haze just goes. Yeah. And, and you're so, like a robo-man. Yeah. Boom! Boom! <laughs> <God. laughs> but then I got back to bed. And did and it look like murder vomit because it was all red from wine? Well, this is the bad thing. Um, m- me and my sister, we pay to have a cleaner come every two weeks. Uh, and that was the morning. Cleaning morning. And so I woke up sort of, sort of in the days vaguely knowing that the cleaner was in. And I thought, oh, no, did I vomit on the toilet? No, that was a dream. Oh no! <laughs> you thought you had a vom dream. And I woke up after the cleaner left. Oh no! And I just woke up to the text from my sister, who is a lawyer, and yeah. has to get up at normal human times. Uh-huh. And the text said, "What on earth is all over the toilet?" Oh no! <laughs> Wait, and what? I, you, yeah. And I said, "Oh no! I I vomited. I'm so sorry." And then I went, "Oh, poor the poor cleaner." And then she said, yeah, she didn't seem phased by it at all. (laughs) So I I guess she's seen a lot of... Well, she's probably used to like... She's an Eastern European lady who has has seen, I guess, worse messes than a bit of... uh... She probably looks forward to your flat after, you know, an oligarch's bath full of dead hookers or whatever (laughs) she has to like sweep up. Because if you're a cleaner in London, I assume you have to deal with like Patrick Bateman. Oh yeah, as a client, like horrific. 
God knows, yeah. But what did you mean all over the toilet? Were you inaccurate? Honestly, I can never remember. In, in my memory, I I was like a sniper and I got it all like into the bowl, <laughs> like into the water and then with the right pressure that it went on itself over the U-Bend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then you burped and the burp smelled like air freshener. <laughs> yeah. It was all great. But I guess it wasn't the case. If you, th- there's a certain category of dream which you have to always check was a dream. And I'd say in that category is vomiting dream, mm. wee and poo dream. You can't wake up and be like, did I wee all over the place slash on myself? No, it was a dream. You'd have to go, no, no, no. That's a mundane enough risky, you know, type of dream. That's yeah. worth checking. <laughs> Whereas if you go, did I did I breed with a unicorn? Go, no, you could go back to bed. That's fine. <laughs> and you wake up and there's a unicorn in the bed next to you. It's pregnant. Morning. Oh, no. I did. It Why didn't the cleaner clean you up? <laughs> Sweep the unicorn out of my bed. Oh, man. Vom shame is, is serious shame. Yeah, I had quite a shame day yesterday, really. My hangover was, was bad, but I, I sort of woke up and I was like, uh, my brain, work, not now. And yeah. then I was like that for about two or three hours. Yeah, I and then there was, there was a sudden spike in nausea for 60 seconds. I sat up and I was typing stuff on my laptop and then suddenly I just went, oh, and the needle went into the red. I went... I feel so nauseous. And then as I was thinking that, it just went back down. <laughs> I and feel I, so nauseous, I'm going to be... Oh, I'm fine. I don't even mean the vomit. I just mean like the abstract feeling, kind of like when you're car sick and the nausea is almost inside your head. It's not even in your stomach. Mm, you just go like... Existential nausea. Like your fingertips go cold. Ooh. Yeah, you know? And you go... Oh. <laughs> My blood is cold. I missed a freeze. But I'm feeling all right today, I think. I'm getting back to normal. What's your, what was your solution to your vague, vague hangover sadness energy low? time thing tea wank shower <laughs> that's that's those always get me that those will help with a, a hangover a TW, first thing tws a tws um uh, the order i guess the order go a twiz i think you'd actually go wank tea shower yeah to wts it would be odd to go through the formal ritual of making a nice cup of tea and then like settling in for, yeah for a thomas a Thomas. <laughs> Thomas the Tank. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that... I'm pretty sure. R- real cotton. I don't know. It makes me is laugh it, to refer it, to it as a Thomas, though. It is nice. <laughs> okay, so WTS. But before the dinner party, I'd actually gone to a wine fair in town. <laughs> this is how much of a wine boy you are. With my with friend and fellow comedian, Ian Smith, <gasps> who also likes wine. Really? And he likes natural wine. And this oh. was a natural wine fair oh. that I was invited to. Now, please define natural wine. Natural wine is wine where they don't use like preservatives and sulfites, oh. which is kind of dumb, really. Yeah. Because like, even the Romans had had added preservatives to their wines. Yeah, I mean they salted it's things. It's kind of the and... point. Yeah. Uh, but natu- the natural wine movement is sort of like uh, it's just about the fruit, man. Right. But it means a lot of them taste like burps. <laughs> a lot of them taste like eggs and farts. Uh, but there are a couple of nice ones. Uh, Ian and I were bum wine. Ian and I were kind of out of place, though. We like wine, but we don't really know it. And there were there were people going around with like notepads, writing down numbers, and and um, sort of drunk hippies. Well, no, they're like wine industry people. Uh. So it was fair, sort of for um, for importers and restaurateurs mm. for people to. And then me and Ian just rocked up like a couple of dumb assholes. Okay. Going, ooh, is this one white? And <laughs> trying it. And some people were more. Uh, more polite than others. Yeah. Some could not give a shit. Yeah. There was one guy at the end who was just on his own with a couple of bottles of cognac. Yeah. And we came up and said, can we try some? And he poured us a bit of cognac. And so he said, and he was like, uh, do you have a lot of cognac? And I said, no, I'm trying I'm trying to get into it. And he said, he, he said, um, what, are, are you in the wine industry? And we just said, we have a podcast. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> That's your full-time job? And I said, no, we're comedians. And he went, you're comedians. As we started sipping his cognac. <laughs> I've never seen a man so angry to discover two people were comedians. Oh, my God. Because uh, he thought you were the king of wine. <laughs> and at one point, uh, we were trying some wines from Oregon. And the lady said, so where are you guys from? As in, re- I think in reference to where in the industry are you from? Yeah, we're like from what company? We're from the uh, 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 we're from the burp and egg. 
uh, wine industry. And Ian just said, oh, here, but we're from England. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of out of that. That's very funny. That's like a sort of um, a pretentious version of a sort of scene from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> You're wandering around going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> can we try? Oh, my God. But that... Um, you should have you should have uh, made a note of all the ones that taste like uh, farts, the fart or the fart wines. wine. Well, thing is, I'd, I'd fart wine sounds like a German type of wine. Fart wine. Fart and wine. Fart and wine. Uh, well, bum wine, I guess, would be glutwein. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of glue wine. Yeah. Glutwein. That's nice. <laughs> Thank That's you. nice. Thank you. trinken. Uh, when we started off, I was making like some notes. I took a photo of a label that was particularly nice. I was like, yes, I'll follow up on that and check out with the shop later if there are bottles. And later you just had a, a, a red ring around your mouth. You go, <laughs> I'm from so England. Quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is this cognac way from England? I'm a, com- I'm a clown. You've given your cognac to a birthday clown. <laughs> he would have been happier if you'd said, we sell wine to Nazis. Also, though, the last table we went to was a table they'd squeeze in right at the end. Oh, that yeah. was sake, Japanese sake. Oh, yeah. Um, being served by a white guy. <gasps> and as we've covered... Someone tell Twitter. No, well, as we've covered, a white man who's very into Japanese stuff. Oh, He yes. was a bit weird. Oh. He was a bit weird. Did he speak Japanese? Um, I presume he did. I think he was Dutch and was wearing camo. Danger. Big danger. <laughs> That's odd. Hey, you guys uh, like sake and not to being seen in the woods? <laughs> I'm the guy for you. <sighs> it's, 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 it's weirder. Is it weirder if you said to that man, have you been to Japan? The two weirdest answers he could give are, is either, no, never, but I'd love to someday. He'd be like, but also, or he'd be like, oh, many times. Once, yeah. a, once a month I go. He'd be like, mm, <laughs> why? What do you want? <laughs> Why are you hiding there? Why, why do you need to not be seen in the woods in Japan? <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> yeah, that guy's got a plan. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hasn't it ever occurred to you that a lot of bread costs a lot more than it should, especially given that it's bread? Well, it's occurred to us, and we're going to do something about it. We don't care how sour your dough is. If it's sour, that means it's old. That means it's rotting. That means it's bad. That should mean it's cheap. But it's not. It's the most expensive bread in the shop. But the wonderful white bread that never goes off is cheap as chips. It's cheaper than chips. Why? Find out the truth. Panorama, Channel 4, the truth behind sourdough. So, Pierre. Yes. What is your latest most uncool cool thing? My most uncool cool thing and my coolest uncool thing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. My most uncool, cool thing, so the least cool, cool thing I can think of at the moment is jumpers. The least cool, cool thing is jumpers. Yeah, because jumpers are cool now. Are they? Yeah, jumpers sort of, uh, put it this way. If we, we are recording this in the, in the heart, in the heart of hipsterdom. 
Okay. We're near Old Street. Yes. Which is full of cool cats. Well, this is so. It, it used start, to be. It started, it started to. Yeah, yeah. It's starting and to become like silicon, away. silicon roundabout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> silicon roundabout. Um, so, but okay, let's say we walk down the road to Hoxton. Mm. You could see a chap with a a, a lustrous beard, and an Aaron jumper. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, that guy's a graphic designer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't look like a graphic designer. He looks like he fishes the Hebrides. <laughs> But it's cool, right? Yeah. But at the still at the same time, you're like that is still like a nano jumper. Yeah. Or like a, just a nice little jumper over your little shirt or whatever. You go, oh, that's a nice. That looks nice. But also, it's not like amazing. Yeah. You're, you're not but, like whoa. By showing that you don't mind looking dumpy and old fashioned because you're so cool, you actually. You, yeah. That that's the sign of someone. That's impervious. Of, yeah. Exactly. To looking uncool. Yeah, like I'm so cool that I can dress like. A very reasonable accountant who's mm. having a relaxed Saturday lunch. And people are like, wow, that guy's so cool. So it can be cool, but it's still like pretty close to being uncool jumpers. Like, like that's a very fine line. Yeah, well, well, you can't take the cold. Yeah, well, you've got to put a little layer on. You've got to be warm all the time, have you? Or oh, your skin not enough. Oh, you're wearing your little shirt and you have a jacket as well. But no, let's add a number three. <laughs> and it'll make it from wool. Yeah, lovely is, wool. Yeah, it's a bit lame. Jumpers are. I hated cool jumpers animal. as a kid. Scratchy school, school jumpers, scratchy, scratchy school jumpers. I when I when I moved to the British Isles from mm. South Africa, I hated having things with long sleeves, mm-hmm. and I hated wearing things that weren't shorts and stuff. Like Same. That. I hated trousers. I hated trousers yeah. so much. My my they're so itchy and yeah. hot. My cousin-in-law has lived on the Isle of Man now for a few years, and he wears shorts and sandals every day. And on the Isle of Man. And he swims in the sea no. every day. Really? Yeah. It's fucking crackers. Dedication. Dedication. I had a pair of shorts as a kid that I loved so much. Yeah. I wrote a poem about them for school. <laughs> <laughs> and like I drew a drawing of these shorts. I think the brand was like, I swear the brand was like Muller. Not, not, but they weren't yogurt. They weren't made of yogurt. They were just like. You, didn't, you weren't wearing shorts made of yogurt? No, I wasn't. With your little yogurt pants. Whatever the tabloids are saying, <laughs> yeah. Don't believe the red tops. I'm not, re, I'm not wearing shorts made yeah. of yogurt. You can t- yeah, good luck tweeting about Phil's little yogurt shorts because, you know, we'll see you in court. Okay? Um, yeah, so I hated wearing long sleeve things to the point where on the Isle of Man in winter, two degrees before wind chill, and there's a lot of wind, I'd just be walking around in a t-shirt. Blue. <laughs> insisting I was fine yeah. for years. I don't want to code, mum. But as a result, I'm now very insensitive to the cold. Oh, really? I think because of just that childhood. I was less sensitive to cold than kids who are from there mm-hmm. because they never went through this mad obsession with letting the cold at them. I still think of the cold as such a novelty. We, we, we both agree as people from hot countries that the cold is better. Oh, yeah. Easier to get away from. The sun is a demon. The sun is a horrible, hot bastard. When it's really hot in London, I always think of uh, something you said to me, Phil, which is um, the sun is like a when when, when it's that hot, when it's as hot in London and sweaty and humid as it is where you're from in Malaysia. You were saying that it's like you feel like a foreigner who's only just escaped a kind of murderous dictator to find that they are now in your new country as well. And everyone loves them. And everyone thinks they have really good ideas. And you're like, no, don't you see? <laughs> don't you, be fooled. You can't sleep when it's like this. Yeah. I hate the summer. I really don't want it to come. But it will. It will. And, and we, we will. It's going to get longer and longer and longer. Yeah, and we're going to sweat, man. It's going to be a stinky, sweaty time. Oh, God. Yeah. What's your uh, least cool, cool thing then? My least cool, cool thing, my most uncool, cool thing is uh, cars. Oh. Because cars, I was always, I was growing up as a kid, especially as a little boy, you think cars are going to be very important in your life. People, and, and, but it's imposed on you a lot. Like, I remember people always being like, oh, do you want a toy car? You must like cars. Ooh, car, 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 car. And I was like, no. Nah, and if you think about it, it's such a lame thing to care about. It's how you go the, to a place. Vehicle, yeah, the vehicle that takes you from... One commitment to another next. <laughs> Look at what I get to my commitments in. <laughs> this one's lower than yours. Look at and this. It's quite flat and it's got a wing on the back. Look at this shiny shell. That, <laughs> to get that, me to my meeting. That fires me to my, you know, still a job. Mm-hmm. I've got to go to a picnic. What do you temporarily but, put but your... look at what I go in, in <laughs> go to it in. It is red. Look at what I put my groceries in. Look where my eggs are for a bit. 
before they're in my house the same as you. I don't understand the kind of people who spend the amount of money on a car that you'd spend on a flat. Yeah. Or even the deposit for a flat. It's the dumbest use of money. You just think this is couldn't be more pointless. It's like is 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 it safe for me to drive around in like a two thousand and one Volvo that no one likes? Yeah. That's actually one of the safest cars I've ever made. Okay. Well, <laughs> well I, I was I'll just drive in that then. I know someone who is a, a financial advisor, and he worked used to work with a lot of footballers. Oh yeah. And he said, I think it was something mad like fifty percent of of I think professional footballers or Premier League footballers uh-huh. become bankrupt three years after they retire. Yeah, I can imagine that because the, the a lot of the time they they make all this money and they don't really know how to hold on to it, and they yeah. buy things like new cars because they're because they're like nineteen. Yeah. And they're earning what? A hundred thousand pounds a week or something, mm. you know, insane. Like, if you earn that a year, you're a pretty good lawyer. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> but you spend it on a, a new card. Fucking no. Uh, yeah. So that's my most uncool. That's a good because they are. Cool thing. But it is uncool as well because like, it's uncool to care about it. It's, it's very, like childish. I don't know if that's unique to our generation. I think it is. Well, we're more like our grandparents' generation now. Because the baby boomers between us and our grandparents mm. are the ones who benefited from all the greatest increases in prosperity in world history. And that's why they have no qualms about pollution and recycling and things like cars. Because they're like, hey, why not have a second house? Yeah. You know? Whereas our grandparents are more like, well, you know, you, you buy it in bulk. Mm. And our generation is more like that now because of everything being bad and, and awful. Also, and, our generation and on fire. Doesn't, we don't really define our identities with our possessions anymore. We define ourselves with our beliefs. Beliefs and experiences. With yes, experiences. With the experience yeah. generation. I've been on a waterfall. <laughs> you know. yeah, 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 yeah. It's more impressive to spend the amount of money you'd spend on a car living in a monastery for a bit. Yeah. Because then you can wang on about that for the rest of your life. Pardon the pun. I mean, <laughs> which wasn't really a pun. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's a bit Clarkson, isn't it? Yeah, I think Clarkson did a lot for making cars uncool for for our generation. Yeah, because it's very daddy. Yeah, uh, and he's 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 not very woke. It's to do with we we associate it with the rural right wing. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I belly think, over belt. Yeah, I think our generation shirt. our generation would respect a classic car from like the fifties and sixties, mm-hmm. but then that almost becomes more about fashion and style. Yeah. than the vehicle itself. Because I would love a classic car from the 50s or 60s, but just because of how it looks, I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you if its engine is full of mice. I have no fucking <laughs> idea. And I don't care. I'm Adam Curtis. Hasn't it ever occurred to you that bread costs a lot more than it should? It's made of bits of grass. The truth is, It's not actually about bread. It's about money. And it's about power. Join me on Panorama on Channel 4 when I use archive footage of bread going in and out of lots of machines while I narrate over it to convince you that bread could mean the end of the world. So what's your coolest uncool thing? My, coo- done- yeah. my, my coolest uncool thing, the very coolest of the uncool things, yeah. I'm going to say uh, sort of studs, like metal studs or spikes <laughs> on clothing. Okay, that, okay. So I'm wearing like a leather jacket, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, but imagine. Use your imagination. And on my shoulder pads, the shoulder area, it's the all like l- spikes. Yeah. That's uncool. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. Is it cool now? No. Oh. It's in the uncool category. I'm saying it's the coolest uncool thing. Okay. Because you're still like, oh, yeah. And that's lame. <laughs> it's going, oh, yeah, is lame. No, like the, your reaction to the studs, man. Okay. So if you see someone walking around with a jacket with all leather studs on or whatever, you're like, oh, yeah, because your brain's going, my, my instinct when I see someone wearing one of those jackets mm. is to go, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Ninja Turtles, bikers, Metal concerts, uh, cool rock and roll, 1980s glam. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty lame. <laughs> but then doesn't that make it an uncool, cool thing? No, because I think it's just below the Louis line. 
The Louis line. Oh yeah. How, so so how, uh, how uh, dare you? No, it's because it's forget cause, the Louis line. Well, it's because we because the Louis scale and the Louis line they're two different are things. two different things. For, so for, I get confused. If there are any new listeners, the Louis scale is a scale of effort or stress, zero to ten Louis, based on the effort of uh, making your cheeks big round circles when you blow in a trumpet. Uh, however, the Louis line is the it's line on the cool to uncool scale, which represents the perfect equilibrium of cool and uncool at the same time. Yeah. So it's well, something d- that is exactly as cool as it is uncool. It's the halfway mark. Lies on the Louis line. And the only person who's ever hit the Louis line, which for whom it is named, is Louis Armstrong. Yeah. When he was on Desert Island Discs and picked only his own songs. Yeah. Which is an absolutely baller thing to do and incredibly lame. <laughs> yeah. At the same time. <laughs> Uh, so it's, I think it's just kissing the Louis line mm-hmm. because you go like, oh, that's um, I associate spiky jackets and like studs oh, with lots of cool stuff. But then it's like the cool stuff I associate it with is out of date and often it's in like kids' cartoons and things and it's a bit like try hard. I th- yeah, because I think... Even if I saw it on a Hell's Angel, I'd be like, wow, you're the most glam Hell's Angel because <laughs> it's quite rare to see. For me, it's cool and uncool because leather jackets are cool and studs are uncool. Ah, so, so, so in its, in its uh, sort of concerto yeah. together, it makes this little soup. I can't remember the last time I saw anyone under the age of 50 yeah. wear one, though. S- a studded jacket? Yeah. Yes, I've seen it being worn in a kind of... Hey, you know, I'm really skinny and I have lots of necklaces on and I, yeah, I, I'm hanging okay. out outside a Soho bar. Yeah. You said to go, all right. But when you're skinny, you can wear whatever you like. When you're skinny, and if you're... A, give you the benefit of the doubt. If you're a skinny dude, if you're a skinny... If you're, okay, if you're a dude, you're skinny and you're above, what, 5'10", 6 foot? That's the ideal. You can do anything and people will be like, well, that, I didn't know that was cool. <laughs> yeah. But it must be because you're doing it. God. Thin privilege. <laughs> That's that thin privilege I've been reading about. They're very privileged to be thin. And we're going to compensate for it by, I don't know, making them wear foam. I don't know what the solution is to that, apparently. Um, everyone has to wear a kind of Eddie Murphy-style fat suit. <laughs> so we're all the same. Uh, yeah, so that's my that's my Music. least... That's my cool. most cool, uncool thing. It's okay. is like, like metal studs on clothing. Very good. What's yours, buddy boy? My coolest uncool thing yeah. is books. <gasps> no. Because books are lame. Whoa. But mm. they're also cool now. Yeah. And everyone's like, everyone's writing books now. Everyone's writing. A, we, we know people who've been writing books. Yeah. People have no right to be writing books whatsoever. Yeah. People I didn't even know could read <laughs> are now writing books. <laughs> people you'd be surprised to know had read a book. Yeah. Have written a book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and but I I really hate this because I started a few years ago this sort of uh, uh, sort of overly earnest uh, glorification of reading. Oh, I, okay. Let me let me pitch something at you. Let me see if I have this right. Yeah. You're on Instagram. Yeah. You're looking for fun memes or whatever it is that it actually makes it worth looking at. Suddenly, someone you know has posted. A photograph of the front cover of a book. Yeah. Next to it is a coffee cup. Oh, no. Uh, uh-huh. I knew it was coming. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And the remnants of a particular niche food on a plate. And the caption is all about how the book made them cry. And it's not just that. This book made me cry. You should read it. It's 10 paragraphs long, isn't it? And it's a big, it's got spoilers in. They haven't thought about that. And it's all the book is the book is like the cover. It's a paperback, but it's like um, uh, it, it's it's sort of white or off white base color. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the title's in black. Big, yeah, big black yeah. title. Yeah. And the artwork is sort of bold colors and like just shapes like petals falling off a flower or like a lighthouse. And they go, my God, the bit at the end where someone inevitably dies or blah, 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 blah. Made me cry so much. But that spun out to 10 paragraphs. Am I right? Yeah, all because all they want to say is, I read a book. I read a book. Everybody, look, I read a book. I read a book, and not only that, I read a really good book that is full of emotions, and it made me full of emotions, because I'm really like, oh, I'm so sensitive to the world around me. But I'm so sure that I'm the only person in the world who reads, I might as well tell you how it ends, because you're not going to read it. I might as well put loads of details in it that you don't 
that that might put you off reading it or whatever. Or, or it, it, the post is much more about my experience of the book and how much I understood it than it is about me trying to make you read it. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually advertising the book. I'm advertising my own brain and its ability to relate to things. I remember once Ricky Gervais said on uh, an in, like a little in th- thing trying to make kids read more. Oh, God. Uh, he said... Flanimals. The, he said the more... <laughs> The more books you read, the smarter you get. And I just remember seeing that and going, well, no, Ricky, it depends what you read. <laughs> there are some books out there that will make you stupider. Should have tweeted him a picture of the Bible. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. That's exactly right. Just be like, well. Well, well someone's changed their tune. Yeah, or just the entire, like, the, the library at the Vatican. <laughs> that sure is true, Ricky. You're going to hell. God, if... If Ricky Gervais's enormous statements on things were a power source, global warming would be over. Mm-hmm. Climate change, rather. Yeah. I mean, he's just... I, 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 I've heard he's a nice guy. Right. In person. Sure. Well, who isn't? Well, he, yeah, it'd be weird if he's like... No, Everyone. he hisses like a cat and he spits <laughs> in your eye. Um, but, yeah, I just... The more books you read, you smart, the smarter you get. I wish that was true, because then if someone is a, a total fucking idiot, you just force feed them books, and they'll be cured. Yeah. And that's not really how it works. And I, I've met plenty of people, especially at like school, would go on about reading and just loving having a book open. Or just leave me with a book, and I'm happy. And they were fucking idiots. Yeah. They didn't know how to speak to people or how to navigate this world. <laughs> Absolute morons. And they they put me off reading. I was like, well, it's hard work and obviously turns you into a dunce. So I didn't well, really read until I was 22. Well, I, you, read, I did not enjoy reading books until well, you, my early 20s. The, the crucial element here that people may not know is that you did a hard science degree. Yeah. So you, you, were, you were not about reading books of any kind. You were about equations. Mm-hmm. You're an equation man. We didn't need to. We didn't really need any books. You're you're a history autodidact. Oh yeah, I suppose so. Because that, I was I was very impressed with when I, whenever it was years ago where you decided I'm going to know about history and why things are the way they are now, mm. and you went on a sort of reading quest, <laughs> yeah. which is very impressive because loads of people know that they're ignorant of stuff and they just go, well anyway, la 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 la, I'm going to keep voting, and you go, oh, come on man. I, I think it's my my quest for knowledge is more born of arrogance than like some inherent value for well like I should know about this yeah I, I should be smarter than everyone because yeah but yeah, that, yeah. That, that's my entire school schooling career my entire yeah. academic career was comedy was also based on proving I was smarter than everyone <laughs> and it's formed now into something more meaningful I hope but most of my life has been fueled by a desire to be smarter than other people I don't know what I don't understand is in London sometimes you can just see some books on a just on a, a wall on a wall like outside outside someone's house I've seen that loads well like out in the open yeah just rotting yeah hmm. I think it's when people are like oh, I'm done with these I'll leave them for the street folk <laughs> Feral librarians. <laughs> These scurry. With <laughs> 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 spectacles <laughs> hanging from the necks. Shh. Shh. That's a mating call. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the librarian's on the roof. Oh, fuck it. Oh, call the exterminator. Aren't they very quiet? You go, yeah, but they're just they're shushing. They're shushing me. In my own home. Why do you wear such a very long tie? It's to draw your eye to my upper thigh. Uh, so, Pierre, you and I are doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year. You bet. Yeah. Your sweet body. Well, the, so, for those who don't know, the Edinburgh Fringe is this annual arts festival in Edinburgh, Scotland. And we um, horrible clowns have to go up and do <laughs> an hour's show to remind everyone that we're still alive. Yep. And that we want them to to buy our tickets. And um, there's a new thing. I, I did. Have you seen this? In registering your show, you now have to choose a theme. I saw this. Yeah, you have to pick little themey themes. You have to pick a theme, and there's a, so on the website on the Edinburgh Fringe website. My theme this year is funny. Well, that's the thing. They give you a drop-down list of actually very few themes. Yeah. To cho- and you, you have to pick one. You have to choose one. Otherwise, you don't get to put up a show. I picked a couple. Oh, can you choose more than one? Well, I... On, on Eventotron. So there's some strange ones here. Um, 
themes you can uh, pick. Yeah, yeah. Weather and climate. What? One, one of the themes is weather and climate. I optimism. Get... <laughs> Just general optimism. Uh, I guess all comedian shows are themed around optimism that they're not going to suck. <laughs> justice. I almost took justice. <laughs> that thought was pretty cool. Justice. Justice. Batman the musical. Justice. <laughs> weather and climate. The rain show. Doesn't it rain a lot? <laughs> That's very odd. I think uh, I picked satire and entertainment. Really? I don't see that. I don't see that. That would make sense, but I don't see it here. Maybe I didn't pick any. I'm There's sure I picked something like that. Masculinity? I mean, <gasps> I mean, all of our, either, both of us are inherently about masculinity. Yeah, it kind of has to be, doesn't it? Dudes. Yeah, such big, such... Arts and culture, I guess, yeah. would apply to all of us. That's an odd thing to pick for a theme for an arts festival. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, as you can opt out of being as if, you, as if you're saying like no 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 I'm at the arts festival and I'm doing an artistically made show but it's not about that it's, it's somehow science somehow it's now economics <laughs> this is just school yeah uh, uh, power and corruption is <gasps> one of the themes saucy what if you have power and corruption and justice you, a show full of conflict you're just uh you're just some sort of third world dictator who's decided to do a show. Or the power and corruption and justice. Yeah, it's a, a stand-up show about my time as what, like a corrupt private investigator or something. <laughs> On the Chicago PD. Very odd. Supernatural. Ooh. So if you're a ghost, oh, you have to pick supernatural. Finally, we can find all the ghost shows. There's also religion. So if you're a ghost hunter, like, uh, like a Van Helsing, I guess you'd pick. What would it be? Religion and justice. <laughs> religion and justice. If you were Van Helsing, that's the themes you'd pick. Religion and justice. I think optimism is the funniest theme. To, optimism. To pick. But also, presumably these themes are added as a concept for the, for the purposes of helping the audience. It's for the consumer. Yeah, right, yeah. It's not for us. It's for the consumer. So what kind of soggy little bread slice <laughs> goes to the fridge and goes... Optimism. I'm not optimistic enough. But the world around me is so mean. I'm such I, a pessimist, but I'm somehow also open-minded enough about it that I will seek out specifically optimistic shows. God, I, I hope that there's some shows at the fringe this year with needlessly <laughs> uplifting endings. Are there any? I hope so. I wonder if there are any... Oh, there probably I aren't. I, I'll just stay home. <laughs> the one thing shows that the Fringe never have is an ending where it's like, and I think that's why I was the Batman all along, and we were all Batman, and we can all have it inside us. And they go, fuck off. That is everywhere. Yeah. That's like saying, God, I hope there's a point in this musical where someone sings a sad song on their own in a blue spotlight. Y yeah. Is there there will be. Is there anything more pathetic than optimism? What an embarrassing thing to be optimistic. I, I, I was talking, I talk about this with my flatmate a lot. Because ah. everyone accuses him of being a cynic. Okay. He says, you're a cynic. You're quite cynical. Yeah, but and me too. It's a cynical household. It's a cynical house. Mm. But uh, as we always say, we're not cynics. We are the true optimists. Right, because if you're you cynical about better. yeah, and we think it could be better. Mm -hmm. Whereas those people who go, ha ha ha, I'm optimistic and pleasant, ha ha ha. You go, you know that the fucking the bin man only comes once a year. The road is disgusting, and they go, I think it'll be fine that the bin man comes once a year. And you go, no, you're the pessimist. Right, right. You're saying there is no way in hell that we could have a better situation than this. <laughs> the reason I'm angry and cynical is because I know we're being fucked over by this one once a year bin man collection. That's why I'm angry. By bin Santa. Like by bin Santa. Trash Santa. <laughs> Trash Santa or Father Rubbish. I see yeah, in England they call him Father Rubbish. In England they call him Father Rubbish. And <laughs> in the Netherlands, he's called... Uh, um, Vinterklaus? He's called... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a bilingual pun. My word. Vinterklaus. Vinterklaus and, of course, his racist servant <laughs> in the Netherlands. Controversially... <laughs> Trashy Tim. Trashy Tim. Trashy Tim, who of course is uh, is a black bin bag. He's a. Bl <laughs> but That's what they say now. Yeah, and the people are saying now. But they go, no, he's his face is black because he's supposed to be a bin bag. They come to life. You go, yeah, but in the past he was a he was Trashy Tim was a slave to Binterclass that he bought from Africa, right? And you go, yes, but hey, you know, we changed it now, so it's different. It's fine. <laughs> Binterclass. <laughs> 
God. That was episode six. The sixth episode of Bud Pod. The devil's episode. And you've listened to it. You finished it. You shall be visited by a demon tonight. He will teach you. He will teach you the best things and worst things about podcasts. And also he will tell you his most authoritarian thought. <laughs> I can never get that word right. And most libertarian. The devil's definitely libertarian. Or is he? Oh, mm. he's both. Yeah, because he is a he's a he's his own despot. He's a he's a libertarian in the sense that he wants everyone to do loads of sinning, and then once <laughs> once you sin enough to get to him, he's an authoritarian. Yeah, interesting. Sneaky old the devil. He'd be a good podcast guest. And we're joined here by the devil. Hello, thank you for having me. Ha 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 ha. awesome guest. We could finally get the devil. We could finally ask the devil. Do you want us to sin or not? Yeah. Because you're supposed to be punishing us, so it's bad. But, it's, but we're, we're on your team. Yeah, you go. Um, Satanists who go to hell must be a bit like, hey, come on, dude. We were, we did this for you. Yeah. Why are you poking us in the in the butt? Also, what level of sin is there where they go like, oh no, you sinned just enough that he's going to punish you, whereas you've sinned so much that he's kind of impressed, and now you're in charge of it. <laughs> you're in charge of a bit of hell. You know, or is it both? Like, well, no, you have to be on fire, but I like your style. I think you've got to commit. You either got to be so good you go to heaven or so evil you rule over hell. Because if he's punishing sinners, then he's like God's mate. He's helping out the whole thing. That's like saying uh, oh, exactly, the, yeah. it's like, that's like saying the police are the uh, you know, you know pun- punishing criminals is like. Uh, What's a good cop, bad cop? It's classic good cop, bad cop. That's isn't it? exactly what it is. That God, like, God's like, hey, I don't. Want, he's I'm said, my partner here. He's a bit crazy. <laughs> God is saying like, hey, we don't even get on. Yeah. We had a big falling out, actually. I'm trying to help you here. Just do what I tell you. On. He's crazy. <laughs> he burns people. He's got two horns sticking out of his head. <laughs> he's crackers, he's got, mate. He's got horns. I didn't give him horns. I don't know where he got those. One day, he comes in. Horn. <laughs> Everyone's too afraid to ask him why. So just tell me, did you cover your neighbor's ass? <laughs> did you cover it? Huh? Huh? You got covered juice all over your goddamn hands? Huh? Yeah. No wonder it works so well. Well, we got to let you go now. Yeah, please, please leave so we can continue this debate. But uh, rate us, please, on all your whatever podcast platform you use and give us the maximum rating. Or just write the Bud Pod five stars on your nearest wall. Yeah, that helps. That will literally help. I'll get the word out. Um, and get in touch with your coolest, uncool, most authoritarian, least authoritarian, most libertarian, all the features. All Have the a, things that I can pronounce. Just all the things Phil struggles with, get in touch. Uh, and uh, just general, just just email him just to see, just to tell us how you are. Have a good week and Have don't sin too much. And get in touch at the Bud Pod on Twitter or thebudpod at gmail.com. Bye. Bye-bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. shopify.com work.